You are listening to Keystone Stock Talk Podcast, episode 82. If this is your first time listening, then thanks for stopping by. This podcast is produced every week for your enjoyment, and show notes are found at www.keystocks.com. Come back often, and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or on iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter at Keystocks and on Facebook or via our 24-hour streaming radio station, pennystocks.fm. And keep submitting your stocks via the usual social channels or at our website, keystocks.com, for our Your Stock Our Take segment. And we just might review your stock in an upcoming show and let you know if it is a buy, sell, or hold. This week in our Your Stock, Our Take segment, we answer a listener question on Advent AW Wireless Holdings. AWI on the TSX Venture, a company which has operated for 20 years as a specialty retailer and personal wireless and wireline communication products and service company under the Rogers brand. The microcap is set to wind down this business and trades at just under cash value. A listener asks us if this makes it a sleeper opportunity at present. Our second Your Stock, Our Take segment is a segment in which Aaron will answer a question on PaySign Inc., symbol P-A-Y-S on the NASDAQ, a vertically integrated provider of innovative prepaid card programs, processing services for corporate, consumer, and government applications. A listener notes that the revenue and earnings growth over the past year has been excellent, but the stock has fallen of late. He asks whether or not it is an opportunity at present. Our star of the week is the Stars Group, Inc., symbol TSGI on the TSX, an online and mobile gaming company with poker, gaming, and betting product offerings. The stock is up 38% in the last week as it was announced the Stars Group and the Flutter Entertainment Group of Ireland reached a business combination agreement where the two companies would merge and this would be implemented through an acquisition of the Stars Group by the aforementioned Flutter. Our dog of the week finally is Secure Energy Services Inc., symbol SES on the TSX, which provides treatment and disposal services to the oil and gas industry. The company is down 38% in the last three months, 21% in the last week alone. We discuss what ails this stock. Well, let's get right into the show. Uh, I'd like to welcome, we're going to welcome Brennan back to the show this week and Aaron, my co-host. How are you guys doing? Good. Good morning. Doing good. Doing good. We're missing Brennan there for a couple of weeks. Yeah, I'm glad to be back. Glad. Hard at work behind the scenes doing all the research, right, Brennan? You betcha. Yeah, all of the research. <laughs> yeah. All the good research. Yeah. No, it was, uh, we, we really missed you, Brennan. We really missed you. It's great to have well, you I back. Well, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. So we... um. We're gonna we're gonna kick off uh, tomorrow. We're heading to Ontario uh, to kick off our first week of our three week uh, DIY portfolio, uh, how to build your portfolio seminar series. We talk about the new way to build your portfolio. So we're uh, eager to get out there and talk to all our clients out there and all the uh, potential new clients next week. On this week, sorry, on October eighth, we'll be in Oakville. On October 9th, we'll be in Markham. October tenth, we'll be in Kitchener Waterloo. Next week, uh, October fifteenth, we'll be in Kamloops. October sixteenth, we'll be in Victoria. October seventeenth, Langley. 
And the following week, finally, October 22nd in Vancouver, October 23rd in Calgary, and October 24th in Edmonton. Tickets are going well. Uh, they're over 70% sold at every location. So uh, we encourage you to you know, get those tickets, and we uh, look forward to seeing you out at these events over the next couple of weeks. This is the point where I find I'm really excited about the DIYs because we put the content together, um, spend a lot of time on that, put a lot of energy getting the content right. And now it's just a matter of delivering it and seeing investors and talking to investors and, and current clients, prospective clients, uh, just people that want to find tools to, to help them um, build portfolios that are going to that are going to achieve their financial goals. And anybody who who has not signed up and is available on one of those days, I'd suggest you just, you know, just take the plunge, sign up. There is no better investment of your time than to come down and spend a couple of hours with us and learn um, what we've learned over the past 20 plus years um, in, in equity research and picking stocks and building portfolios. We, we focus a lot on education and try and arm people with a couple of, with a portfolio, with a set of simple tools that they can apply to their own investments, to their own portfolio management. Um, but in addition to that, we also give our, our attendees a starter portfolio, five or six stocks that we think are good, solid, um, solid buy opportunities at that point in time. So these are companies that we had recommended to our clients at least six months beforehand. But these are the the two portfolios that we recommended over the past year and the past two DIY events have have performed spectacularly well. Our, at our spring events, which were in, in April, May of this year, the portfolio was up 25.8%. So it was five stocks. That's, yeah, five months. Five months five ago, months. basically. Yeah, that's just five yeah, months. Yeah. So it was five yeah. stocks that we provided. Uh, four of those were winners. Um, one of those, including Zynex, which we had sold out of for a, a 64% gain from that point in time, much higher for our clients, of course. And then a year ago in fall 2018, when we did our DIYs, it was a six-stock portfolio. That one is up uh, 35.3%. The stocks are up 35.3%. So six companies, uh, four winners, two two companies that had a, a negative return. But um, am- amongst those winners were Questo or up, up just under 100%, Xpel up 66%. Um, and our and, and Viamed as well, which was up uh, 63% since then. So absolutely the best possible investment you can make with your time as, as an investor. Yeah, I think what's important to point out from that portfolio, that six-stock starter portfolio, we'll be issuing a new five-stock this uh, round as well, a new five-stock portfolio. But over that period where Aaron said the, uh, the portfolio is up roughly 35%, the TSX itself was up around three percent. So uh, you know, in comparison to what you're doing with the index, you know, three percent, roughly flat. Really, uh, our six stocks were up, you know, plus thirty five percent. And all what's common with all of those businesses and all the companies that we recommend, these are all cash producing businesses, cash flowing. A lot of them pay dividends as well. But they're all backed by solid cash flow, not hype. And that's what we talk about at these seminars, how to find those companies in your portfolio. They're not based on hype. They're based on the underlying numbers. The business is generating revenue growth, generating cash flow growth over time. That's what makes you money long term in the stock market. And that's what we stress at these seminars. 
Also tell you how to pay less fees and how you're probably getting the wrong advice from uh, some of your advisors out there today. So we'll go into all of those things. We look forward to seeing you out there. But now let's get into the meat of the show. We're going to start off with our Your Stock, Our Take. It's time we answer a question on Your Stock in a little segment we like to call Your Stock, Our Take. Buy, sell, or hold. The first one we're going to look at here is Advent AWI Holdings, Inc., symbol AWI on the TSX Venture, currently trades around a buck, around a dollar, $11.9 million market cap. What does the company do? Well, over the past 20 years, Advent has operated a a specialty retailer of personal wireless and wireline communication products in Canada under the Rogers name. Uh, In the past year, the company made a strategic decision to wind down the core business of its retail products and services. The company entered into an agreement with Rogers, its core retail wireless business provider, whereby advanced licenses under this with this service provider have been shortened to end as at September 20th or September 2020. In the interim, the company will reduce its store count to about four stores. As such, looking at this company's projected forward business based on its current income statement is relatively meaningless. We can look at the balance sheet, however. As it currently stands, the company has net cash in the range of $16 million. This has been reduced by about $1.8 million uh, after it paid a special dividend last month. But its cash and cash equivalents make up around 88% of the company's total assets. As it stands, the company has uh, cash equivalents. Cash and cash equivalents are around $1.20 per share, but the price is $1. So this looks like it could be a value. And this is even after the recent $0.15 cent per share special dividend the company paid. The company trades at a discount to its cash value. Now, in conclusion, while it, this may seem like an opportunity with Advent, there are many risks at present. Beyond 2020, Advent has no defined cash-producing business. Now, management has stated that, and I quote, to reposition ourselves for the internet business world, we have determined to lead Advent into a new era and participate in new projects with better prospects for future growth and profitability. Uh, I would say that the team has a little bit slow on the uptake, this management team, if they believe they are just starting to position themselves now for what they call the internet business world. The internet has been around in business for a couple decades now. Again, a little slow, and that doesn't, um, that doesn't reflect well on management. This statement itself is very broad on what the company is looking at in terms of acquisitions going forward, so it really doesn't shed a great deal of light on what, what direction the company is going in. Another risk is that the stock is also very liquid. It trades by appointment right now. While Advent is cash risk rich, there is no ongoing business. As such, it doesn't meet our initial criteria for investment. We continue to monitor the stock, but right now it just looks like a bet on that cash balance and a bet on what management can do with that cash balance. We have no clear indication on what they're doing, and until they do it, uh, we cannot analyze the, the cash flow going forward on the business, and we'll wait till that happens. I remember this company going back... 15 years, I think, looking at it, doing doing our screens. And there, you know, it, it would fluctuate between trading at um, just a little bit above cash to actually below a cash balance. But there was a time way back then when it had when it had a good profitable business. And 
Um, interesting that they're now going to look into into other segments, but without knowing, as you said, Ron, without knowing what they're going to do with that cash, it's it's really not investable. No, and I agree. I agree completely. Um, I mean, it's just basically bet on management and that cash in the bank at this point. And, uh, you know, with that, without knowing what this company is going to do going forward, it is a pure speculation on that. And it wouldn't make our minimum criteria, which would be, you know, current cash flow and a growth in cash flow going forward. That is too uncertain as business. So, at this point, we'll continue to monitor it, see what they do with that cash on hand, how they employ it. But uh, at this point, again, we'll just stay on the sidelines. Now let's move to our second Your Stock, Our Take. It's time we answer a question on Your Stock in a little segment we like to call Your Stock, Our Take. Buy, sell, or hold. This week, I'm going to let Aaron handle that. It's PaySign Inc., symbol P-A-Y-S on the NASDAQ. Yeah, so this is a U.S. company um, trading at just under $11 today, a market capitalization of about $550 million. So PaySign Inc. is a prepaid debit card payment solutions provider and also an integrated payment processor uh, that has many prepaid debit cards in its portfolio. Um, it manages programs for many pharmaceutical manufacturers with, with its co-pay assistance products designed to maximize new patient acquisition retention and adherence. Um, Through the platform, it provides services including transaction processing, cardholder enrollment, um, as well as other as well as other services as well. So this stock has had a very wild ride over the past year. The stock price is up nearly 200% in the past 12 months, but more recently it's taken a major hit. The stock is down 38% since August and it's down 42% since it hit its high in July of this year. So one of the things uh, that has impacted the stock most certainly is on September 9th, the company did update its annual 2019 guidance. Um, It revised its expected revenue downwards um, due to delays on some programs that were upcoming. So total revenue is now expected to be in the range of 35 to 37 million compared to its previous guidance of 38 to 40 million. Now, this is still an increase of 50 to 58% compared to the 23.4 million that the company reported in 2018. Looking at the recent financials, uh, second quarter results ended June 30th, 2019. Revenue was 28.3 million, an increase of 58% over the previous year. Uh, net income grew to 1.7 million compared to 0.7 million in the same quarter last year, so up 142%, and adjusted EBITDA was 2.6 million compared to 1.2 million in the same period last year, up 116%. Absolutely fantastic growth that this company is producing, but that does come at a price. It is trading at a price to earnings multiple of about 144 times. Um, It's trading at about 86 times its EBITDA. So in earnings before interest, taxes, depreciation, and amortization. Now, our take on this, the company has had fantastic growth over the last two years. That that cannot be argued. But However, this is a very high-risk company. Whenever you see a company take a, a major step back, um, 38% um, decline over just the last 
just the last six weeks or so, that definitely has to give you some pause. Now, looking at the the payment processing business, clearly they're they're generating success in their market. I think that there is some uncertainty going forward with respect to potential disruption in these in these debit businesses, these payment processing businesses. There is a lot of competition out there, certainly. Now, as analysts, we would look we would look at the business and the the future sustainability of the business. And we would also use the current financial performance as a guide with respect to how successful they are with their technology and their market. Now, looking at their financial performance, absolutely, it's impressive. 58% growth in revenue, 142% growth in net income. But we also have to take into account, this is still a very small business. So 1.7 million in net income from the quarter. Uh, that's that's not uh, very significant profitability for a company that is uh, has a market capitalization of 550 million. So this is something I would watch. I think it's too high risk right now. The valuation at 144 times earnings is um, is just too high for us. So we would stay on the sidelines, um, watch the stock, and see if it can grow into its valuation. A couple more quarters with with solid earnings growth, and it could be something that we'd consider. Yeah, I think that's a good summary. Um, and you know, the risk would be the payment sector is very, very fluid uh, right now. And uh, prepaid debit, I'm not sure if I am you know significantly positive on that over the long term, given the other payment options we have out there, and given the fact that the company's you know valuations are on the high end. Uh, you know, I'd I'd stay on the sidelines at this point, uh, not knowing the technology as well as I'd need to to actually make a recommendation on the company. But uh, at this point, I'd say I'd stay on the sidelines given the valuations and the segment it's in and the little bit of pullback in terms of guidance. So we're going to move on to our weekly star of the week. From our stars and dogs segment, it's time for this week's star. 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 That is the Stars Group Inc. TSGI on the TSX. Take that one, Brandon. Thank you, Ryan. Okay, so again, the Stars Group Inc. Uh, ticker symbol TSGI on the TSX, currently trading at a price of twenty-seven dollars and eighty-six cents, and has a market cap of around eight billion dollars. So, uh, as Ryan alluded to earlier, the stock was up around 40% last week on positive news. Um, But before I get to that, I do want to point out that uh, in mid-2018, the stock did peak at around $50 per share. Uh, But since it has descended to a two-year low in August of 2019 to around $17 per share. So what does the company do? The Stars Group Inc. is an online and mobile gaming company with poker, gaming, and betting product offerings. Uh, these product are these products are offered both directly and indirectly under owned or licensed gaming brands. And the company also owns several live poker tour uh, and event brands. Um, and the firm's primary source of revenue are its online gaming businesses. So, of course, the Stars Group Inc. Uh, does own the very familiar online gambling platform uh, PokerStars. So what is driving the stock here? On October 2nd, 2019, it was announced that the Stars Group Inc. and Flutter Entertainment of Ireland uh, reached a business combination agreement where the two companies would merge, uh, and this would be implemented through an acquisition of the Stars Group Inc. by Flutter. Under the terms of the combination, the Star Group shareholders would be entitled to receive 0.23 new Flutter shares in exchange for each TSG share, valuing the Stars Group at around $9 billion. 
So in additional news, I did want to touch on this because I do think it carries some significance. Uh, in May of this year, the Stars Group and Fox Sports announced plans to launch Fox Bet, the first of its kind national media and sports wagering partnership in the U.S. Uh, so I do think that that is uh, pretty significant here. Taking a look at the company's most recent financial results, this is for quarter two, 2019. Revenue increased around 55% to $638 million from $412 million in the same quarter last year. Adjusted EBITDA increased around 41% to $237 million compared to $168 million for the same quarter last year. And adjusted net income was up around 5% to $137 million from $131 million for the same quarter last year. Now, I do always like looking a little longer term uh, just to get a bigger picture of the story here. And looking at the 12 trailing month figures, revenue and adjusted EBITDA have been increasing steadily period over period, but adjusted earnings have been relatively flat. So profit here, of course, isn't really being translated to the bottom line. And looking at the company's valuation multiples after the announced deal, uh, the stock is trading at a price to earnings ratio of around 16 times and the EV to EBITDA multiple is around 14 and a half times. So these valuation multiples uh, don't appear to be too, too pricey. Um, but, you know, I would like to point out that uh, there's probably a, an underlying reason that these uh, multiples are lower. And it's the fact that the company hasn't been able to translate, uh, you know, profitability into the bottom line. Um and uh, the company is also quite levered, I must say, with a debt to equity ratio of over one and net debt of around five billion dollars. So there's definitely some enthusiasm behind the story. Online betting is becoming increasingly popular uh, and the company's deal with Fox is promising, especially because from my understanding, the U.S. is kind of a, an untapped market uh, in this area. Um, I think the merger is overall positive for the Stars Group as the company has been increasing revenue and EBITDA, uh, but this growth hasn't been hitting the bottom line. Uh, with this being said, Flutter is targeting the company after the Stars Group share price reached a two-year low, like I previ previously said, uh, and they may be optimistic that the merged company's economies of scale will be able to increase profit on the bottom line. So to sum it up, overall, the recent merger announcement has caused the share price to increase and has allowed the company to claim the coveted status of our star of the week. Yes, I mean, I think it's a good summary. Uh, the stars group and these gaming companies generally have not, you know, they've been very volatile in the market. And, you know, when they do produce great financials, to be honest, they haven't garnered the multiples uh, because of the risk inherent in these businesses. So it's one of the, one of the segments that we continue to monitor. There have been some businesses that have looked like they're attractively priced, but they really never, never have gotten a premium multiple in the market. So, uh, I mean, this stock seems to trade at high valuations on, on a relative basis at present, but uh, seems like the only returns, uh, consistent returns has been when somebody has been bought out in this segment. And I think investing based on a you know a company being a takeover target isn't a good strategy long term. I think you want that good, solid cash flow producing business. There was some revenue growth here. But like you said, the bottom line really was uh, made this company expensive. And uh, I think the shareholders should thank uh, thank the Flutter Group for uh, making that bid and take that and move forward. I would agree with that. 
Okay. Certainly, this has been an extremely, I'll just say this has been yeah. an extremely volatile name. Um, $50, it was trading at $50 in June of last year, and then all the way down, almost right down to $20 before the merger was announced, or acquisition was announced. Yeah, uh, it's just uh, a sector that, you know, we watch, but uh, we've learned over the years that, you know, there's a lot of volatility there. And uh, it's really hard to value um, some of the names in this segment. And uh, I think I think we've just stayed on the sidelines. There's a risk there that we do not need to take in our portfolios at this stage. So they're finally going to conclude the show this week with our weekly dog from our stars and dog segment. It's time for this week's dog. <laughs> That would be Secure Energy Services, Inc., symbol SES on the TSX. Uh, currently trades around $4.41, $696 million market cap. This company is down 38% in the last three months and 21% in the last week alone. So what does the company do? Secure Energy Services provides treatment and disposal services to the oil and gas industry. Fluid and gas solutions are provided through an integrated service and product offering that includes midstream services, environmental services, systems and products for drilling, production, and completion fluids, and other specialty services and products. So what is driving the share price lower? Well, the spike after the drone attack last month aside, crude energy prices have trended lower over the past six months dragging Secure and the sector down with him. Now, why has Secure gone down more than the sector in general over the past six months? Uh, Likely because there's the company had a quarter out that featured stagnant revenue uh, growth and net losses. Revenue in the last quarter was down 2% to $138.9 million. Well, adjusted EBITDA was up 12% uh, to $31.2 million, but that is not a high growth level that we'd see, or it's just an average growth level. So Secure's outlook for the oil and gas activity for the second half of this year is very conservative at this stage due to what it calls macroeconomic factors in the Canadian energy sector. The company has been shifting towards its midstream business over the past two years. This is because the company has noticed a trend of producers outsourcing midstream work. Now, Secure highlights one of the many problems we have with the energy sector. A company can execute well, and it can be questions whether this company is executing well now or not. But they are vulnerable overall to the economic swings in the sector if the price of energy is down. Typically, a company like this is down. Now, the subpar performance in terms of revenue growth probably explains why it's down more than the segment, generally speaking. Uh, at present, with a tepid outlook for the business and uh, the company just trading at just you know near sector equivalent valuations, it's 50% drop in the last half year, about 12% drop last Friday, make secure energy services have our not-so-coveted status of our dog of the week. I, I noticed that this company is uh, located in the U.S. and Canada. And one thing that we've always said is that, you know, Canada is a very tough market for um, oil and gas companies, particularly service companies, um, but both producers and service companies. And, you know, we are very cautious on that space, given the volatility, given the commodity price sensitivity. Um, but we certainly are, are extra cautious on companies that are um, primarily doing business in Canada because it's just become such a politically contentious industry. 
Yeah, and the Western Canadian Sedimentary Basin has not been a good place to operate business-wise over the past five, six, almost seven years now. Um, you know, we just the the discount that you're getting in terms of uh, oil in that region uh, is a high risk, and you you see in the activity in that segment. Uh, has been weak for a considerable period now. Um, even when you've seen, you know, global prices overall over the course of this year, in terms of crude prices, be up. Um, it's not really translated into any type of boom uh, for that segment in Canada, and uh, we don't expect it will until some of the issues there, the macro issues in that market, are solved. Now that's going to complete our show for this week. We'd like to thank all our listeners. I thank you for sending your uh, questions into our Your Stock, Our Take segment. We keep getting more and more all the time. It's good to see. Uh, I'd like to invite everybody out to our DIY segment, our seminar starting this week in Ontario. Love to see you out there. And I'd like to thank my two co-hosts, Brennan and Aaron, for co-hosting with me this week. I'd like to wish everybody out there profitable investing. Profitable investing. Thank you.